This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, Let's Talk to Lucy. Hi, this is Lucy. I'm talking to you today from Las Vegas, Nevada, the entertainment capital of the world, and my guest, believe it or not, is Red Skelton, America's greatest clown who happens to bill himself as one of America's clowns. Red Doll, last night you gave one of your greatest performances and your standing ovation was long, loud, and clearly understood. No, well, thank you very much, Lucille. You know, and as usual when I'm watching you, I am the busiest person in the audience because I'm laughing, crying, and taking lessons all at the same time, and I mean that sincerely. Well, you don't take lessons, actually. Yes, I do. <laughs> I saw you giving a lot of autographs. You were busy there. Well, I got uh, <laughs> such a kick out of you last night. I've watched you perform many, many times, but I think you're topping yourself these days. I really do. Oh, no, I don't think so. I do. What I think happens is when uh, certain bits that you like, you work on, and they become more like a normal move, you might say, and then they, they more polished. Well, if and those are normal moves, more people should have them. <laughs> I have never spent such an hour in my life. You you never missed. You oh, I just had the audience in the palm of your hand from the moment you walked out there. It was fascinating to watch. Well, people are very kind. I, I, don't, I don't see it myself. You love your audiences, don't oh, you? Oh, yeah, I it love shows. people, Lucille. I do, I love people. I want to ask just a couple of things about your... Palm Springs home, which I have been in and I think is one of the most beautiful places I have ever seen, and I wish all of America could see it because your hobbies are so much in evidence there. What are your two main hobbies, your painting and your Japanese gardening? Well, gardening, I, I like gardening for a very simple reason. Uh, it's a great outlet with uh, little flowers and plants. I can sort of play God and then not do it with people. Oh, what a beautiful yeah. way to put it. Yeah. You can play God and not do it with people. Yes, you know. Then we use the garden for another hobby. I have, I've been studying about 23 different religions. And uh, we go out into the garden, we meditate. For instance, if someone were to do something bad to us, well, instead of disliking that person, we go out and we sit down and we have a glass of iced tea and we sit over a little, what is called a sectai. And it's uh, just sand with rocks. And you can look at the rocks, and we try to think of five of the nicest things about that person. And that way we don't think of any of the things they've done. So I use my garden that way, too. Well, how wonderful. Mm. What religion is that? It's practically a little red in my own. We've, it's no particular religion at all. It's just something that we... That's a good name for it, red in my own. <laughs> red moon. <laughs> red in my own religion. That's beautiful, uh, red. No. It's nice. It doesn't hurt anyone. I've seen that garden, and I know the spot you're talking about. Yes. Uh -huh. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Well, you know, people, some people look at you to think you're nutty for doing those things, but, oh, I'm nuts, I admit it. But I tell you, one thing I found out, as long as you make money, they won't lock you up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you not only make money, you give away a lot of money. Yeah, well. And a lot of your possessions. Uh, tell me, your Bel Air uh, home... Have you closed that up for good? No, no. We still have our home up in Bel Air. And what are you going to do with it? You seem to spend all of your time in Palm Springs. Well, no, I'm up there for two days a week. Not in the Bel Air home, yeah, are you? Yeah, in the Bel Air home, Rattling yeah. around alone? Oh, yeah. I'm up there. Echo yell in the halls. <laughs> I, vi I visited one room we'd never been in before. <laughs> <laughs> we used to plan, like, in the wintertime, we'd say, this summer, let's visit the living room. <laughs> Oh, you're was, cute. Was, there was 27 rooms up there. One room has its own room. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and our children used to call it 
<laughs> Dragon Wick. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I've never been in that in that home. Oh, it's beautiful. I love um, your Palm Springs place. Yeah. Oh, what a colorful, beautiful well, place. It, is what I heard true mm. that you were walking on the golf course and you passed this house and you went in and you said, is this house for sale? And the man said no. And you offered him cash and he yeah. thought it over. <laughs> and without going inside again to ask his wife, he yeah, took Yeah, he sold it right from under. <laughs> <laughs> and you no. said, if you're out by 5 o'clock, here's the cash. No, no. Uh, what he did, he said, uh, well, I can't be out of here uh, after we made the deal. He said, well, I can't be out of here uh, before Wednesday. That was, then we put it through escrow, naturally. But, I mean, the deal was, uh, uh, it was fixed right there. And so the following day we go down, and he says, I can't get out of here before Wednesday. I said, we have to charge you $10 a day. <laughs> <laughs> and he left his wife's painting and had to come back for it. Yes, right? we gave him back to her, yeah. Well, uh -huh. I think that's very nice of you. <laughs> well, if, he's, if he'd have been a little taller, I'd have taken the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> Red, tell me, how many hours a day do you paint? You have some beautiful paintings here. I didn't know that you were that talented. I really didn't until well, I saw your things in Palm Springs. I try to... Um, to divide the time with the different hobbies, like, uh, oh, maybe from about... Uh, 11 o'clock at night till about 2 in the morning I'll paint and then from maybe about uh, 6 in the morning I go out in the garden and then I sit from about 8 until about 9 thumping out music and then I work from about after breakfast I work for maybe a couple of hours trying to write little short stories or some idea each day I write down five of the most interesting things I'd seen that day uh, five of the funniest things that happened and five of uh, things that I have learned. And before I go to bed each night, I make that note. And I have a complete catalog of everything that's happened to me practically all my life by doing I this. know you have. I never knew how um, you accomplished it. Why did you pick the number five? Oh, I don't know. I usually five about everything. Yes, I, you do. I don't know. It's not a good luck. I figure my good luck number is eight. I like the number five, yeah. and I, my good luck number is nine. Yeah, it is, oh, I don't know, it's little quirks that I everybody know. gets. You know, it, it, anything that a person can do, if a fellow goes out and, and pats a tree and says, now I'll have good luck today, well, then he's, he's uh, given himself confidence. Just and, a little uh, faith in just something. Just a little quirk. You've got to believe in something, you know. You believe in many, many things. Yes, I believe in everything. I believe in the breeze and the sun and the grass. Everything has a purpose. <laughs> thank you, Red, so much for giving us time in your busy, busy life. Thank you, Lucille, and thank you for your beautiful soul, too. Thank you. You know something I was just thinking? One of the reasons I enjoy doing Let's Talk to Lucy so much is that it's, it's, it's like a new beginning. And I love new beginnings because with a new beginning, anything is possible. I look for new beginnings like some people look for bargains. I don't wait for New Year's Eve. Almost any morning can be a new beginning for me. I guess I'm a firm believer in the old maxim, don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. I use it all the time. All too often we hear the complaints, oh, I wish I had the time, or I wish I had done that years ago, or well, no sense starting now, I wish, I wish, I wish. And that's not enough, because it's never too late to make a new beginning. Anyone can start right now doing all the things they've been putting off for years. With a new beginning, anything is possible. Well, please join me tomorrow. I will be talking to Georgia Skelton, Red Skelton's lovely wife. Bye now. Hi, this is Lucy. 
I'm talking to you again from the Sands Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. You know, for some time now, I have been keeping a beautiful long list of people who do things what I call over and above the line of duty. I have found somebody else to add to my list. A cheerful little housekeeper who really anticipated our every need upon arrival and who has been so thoughtful and so helpful during our stay. You know, my list includes, for instance, a dry cleaning man who is connected with a theater in Minneapolis, uh, the rent-a-car gentleman in New York City, uh, a hotel maid in Boston, a grocery man on Third Avenue in Manhattan, our Japanese gardener we have employed for some years. You see, I know that this is a busy world, and I know that few people think they have time for more than the expected courtesies. But I have found that there are still many, many people who not only find it their happiest way of living, but also the most profitable in the long run. For instance, I know a taxi driver in Chicago who is one of the most successful of men because he is doing what comes naturally to him. And that is making people as comfortable as possible, proving his reliability every day of his life and to such an extent that he has become famous for it. His taxi is his palace, and he invites many a harried rider to relax and rely on him to their eternal gratitude. For instance, his taxi is very clean. In fact, it's immaculate. He always carries a thermos or two of hot coffee or hot tea. He has up-to-date magazines, many kinds of cigarettes. He has all the timetables for airlines and railroads. He has gum, aspirin, the morning papers, the, the afternoon papers, lap robes, umbrellas. He is always extremely courteous, and may I say he has developed such a clientele that it is indeed your lucky day when you can hail Cab 5000 in Chicago. There's another very fine gentleman whom I could not do without on our many hurried trips to New York City. He has so many times proved his worth, he deserves a medal. Many Hollywood people would find New York City just too panicky without the aid of this man because he's found many ways to ease the strain of our ceaseless running, our business luncheons, our plane connections, hotel accommodations, our shopping, theater tickets, our little excursions outside the big city, our boats, planes, trains, working hours, resting hours, eating requirements. Everything is noted by this very aware gentleman. And year after year, he can be depended on to remember and to perform reliably. You have no idea how important this is when you flit from coast to coast the way most of us have to. Whenever I have the children with me in New York City, I know that I need never worry because they are under his wing and he has a family of his own and he's just two jumps ahead of the kids all the time. In fact, Paul anticipates everything. Oh yes, that's his name, Paul Riley, one of my most appreciated friends. I like people who like what they are doing, are proud of their work, and show it. Now then, yesterday we had a great time talking to Red Skelton, and today, as I promised, you'll be listening in on my conversation with Red's wife, Georgia Skelton. Georgia, dear, um, I don't know how many of our listeners have seen you in person, but to my way of thinking, you're a very, very beautiful woman, and you have a beautiful way of life. Uh, when Gary and I were married, we had a song played at our wedding. It was called Make Someone Happy. And the second line of that song, that chorus, is... Make just one someone happy. And I think that's what you've done. 
I think that you have made one person very, very happy. And if you have anything to tell us about how you do that, we have listeners that want to hear it. Oh, Lucy, you're wonderfully kind. Thank you for your kind words. It's a joy to have a, a great husband and a great marriage. And uh, a man as fine as Red. He's a wholesome, good, domestic man. He loves home life. As he's told you, he loves to paint, he loves to garden, he's very close to nature. These are very rare and very simple qualities that endure and uh, help him find his balance for his work in show business and all the stresses and the strains and the tensions that accompany the television show and personal appearances. I notice uh, when you travel, you bring along all Red's hobby material. For instance, his paints. How do you arrange your life, your home, so that his many um, hobbies are uh, always at hand. I know that this takes a little arranging on the part of the wife. Uh, well, I think uh, in the first place, you must learn uh, somehow to fit yourself to uh, the other person's moods and uh, be most respectful of their feelings and of their wishes. Uh, it is. That's a good word. I'm, Respect for it. Yes. I'm kind of old-fashioned. I feel he's the breadwinner and, <laughs> and that uh, he deserves my attentions and my making a beautiful home for him. And, you sure and do. And showing him a, a gracious way of home life and, and surrounding him with as much beauty and you grace have the, as possible. You have the same love for color that Red has. Yes. That's the and you paint, don't you? Yes, I do. I graduated from the Art Center School. I uh, don't have paint as much now as I used to. Have you taught I Red? with him. Pardon? Have yes, I, I worked hard with him at first, and now he's uh, become more or less self-taught. He paints assiduously. Night and day, he's got a brush in his hand mm -hmm. when he isn't working with his scripts or working he in his garden. He has a brush or a pencil or yeah, a microphone. a pad. Sometimes we bring his bonsai uh, instruments. And bonsai uh, yes. instruments? What's that? <laughs> For his, the trees that he prunes and trains. Oh, bonsai that's right. Trees. You have some around here at the Sands, yes, don't he, you? He did a, a private garden in the back here of the room that we have around the pool. That's right. Uh, and, and the portable piano inside, That's what's that right. for? Well, he composes music. And for heaven's uh, sake. Is there anything this man doesn't do? And his cameras. Well, he takes pictures all the time. As you know, he's pretty famous as a camera bug. He's a, a, a press photographer also. I didn't know that. A, a legitimate press photographer. I did not know that. Well, anyway, you never travel light, do you? No, I'm afraid not. I approve of that, because I always like to make a home away from home for Gary and the children, too. Right. You know what I think, George? I think people who live in trailers are some of the, the luckiest people in the world. They can pick up and go wherever they want. I have come around to that way of thinking. Have you ever spent any time in a trailer? No. Or does life with Red just seem like that? <laughs> yes, <I'm right. laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us today, Georgia. Gary, I think I'll take time right now to remind my listeners where they can write to me. Please send your letters to Let's Talk to Lucy, Desilu Studios, Hollywood, California. Bye now. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.